back. Man, did three weeks seem like three years? But the cut line is here to break down the Century Tournament of Champions. We're going to break it down this weekend's tournament in BEA, beautiful Maui, Hawaii. The Plantation Course at Kapalua. And the cut line is the fastest growing show in DFS. And we are anxious as ever to break down this scoring paradise. But nothing beats this greeting. Hello, Canada. Hello, Australia. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Hello, Germany. Spain. New Zealand. Lithuania. You name it, we're there. But screw you, Indiana. Go back to somewhere in middle, middle America. Time to go home there, ball. Son of a bitch, ball. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! To our old listeners, welcome back. We love you. Love your suit. And to our new listeners... Oh, and remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. We'll take you home to the promised land, to the top of the mountain... Worst to first, cream of the crop, the sharpest knife in the drawer, the coldest beer in the fridge. Dare I go on? It's going to be a slam dunk. We're not pulling any punches. You are in a league of your own. You're going to play hardball, and the ball is in your court. You're going to knock it out of the park. That's an ace, baby. Offense sells tickets. But the cut line wins you tournaments. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Yes, we're always a tad over the top here. Welcome to the cut line. I'm Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. L-I-U-N-A-S. Give me a follow if you haven't already done so. New times for the cut line. Make sure you're keeping up to date with us as there are new ventures on the horizon. Nothing is more exciting than new toys, right? We got some Bugatti-type news coming, right? That type of toy here in the next couple weeks, so we're pretty excited about that. But this show is always better with my man, Zach Manafort, who's still not here. The 6K Maestro, the lineup slayer, the master slicer with a Ginsu tailor-made driver ending up left but aiming right. Mad Money Manafort, not here. We miss you, man. Zach, get your ass back on the show, goddammit. Get your ass back on the show. But before we begin, a nice little word from our sponsor. Flowers. Flowers. Flowers again. This year, send them something new. Something personal that's full of love. A great big hug from you with Huggygram. Even when you can't be with them, they can still experience your loving embrace. A Huggygram is the warmest, most personal gift you can share. It's your own loving expression that could always be wrapped around the ones you love the most. When you order, you can even record a special personalized message that plays right from their Huggygram. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. I love you. Call or log on to send a Huggygram with a personalized audio message for only $29.95. 
Order now and we'll also include beautiful roses made from fine wood that lasts forever. A $25 value, yours free. Call or visit HuggyGram.com to order your HuggyGram with personalized message and lasting roses, all for just $29.95. Are you, are you feeling down? Are you missing that little something in your life? Go and get yourself a huggy gram. I have one. Hell, I will send these things to anyone who needs a good hug, and it easily circumvents any issues that could be misinterpreted, like too many sports cliches, for example. Get yourself a huggy gram. Feeling a little down? Huggy gram. How's Joe Biden carrying his stress these days? Huggy gram. Sleeping alone at night? Huggy gram. Too much Peaky Blinders binge-watching on Netflix. That's what I'm doing right now. Huggy Graham. Get yours today. This week we go to Hawaii for the Century Tournament of Champions. PGA bringing us the easiest golf course on PGA Tour. And we're going to do the best we can. (laughs) I like these guys. They're funny guys. To make sure that you guys are building the best lineups for this weekend's tournament, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, green sides, on chops, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And now the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you're creating the best lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are kicking ass and taking names and scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through the cut line. But there's no cut line this weekend. It's a no-cut event. But still, we love that line, so we say it anyway. But it's Wednesday night, lineups lock, lineups lock, late Thursday afternoon, Thursday morning, whatever. Sounds a bit dangerous going in there without any ownership leverage. So if you want it, I got the place for you. I'm going to be checking out Fanshare Sports. And even though I have my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion and dare I say better opinion is incredibly important. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports. So if you're not subscribed, easy fix. Go to FanshareSports.com, input the word CUTLINE in the discount option, and you'll receive 20% off your membership. Why is the CUTLINE endorsing Fanshare Sports? Very simple. I am the guy who does the ownership at FanshareSports.com. We have the best ownership projections in the industry. Now, of course, there are always a special thanks to BGA Tour and Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and BGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draftees create unique lineups based on key stats and analysis. So if you're struggling week in and week out, there's no better place to start. Consider Fantasy National to get your lineups on the right end of the flag stick. But we are on to a course that I literally have only seen in video games, the Plantation Course at Kapalua. Just two years ago, this course saw an extensive renovation in it just played way too easy, and it still plays way too easy, in my opinion. But we have renovated bunkers, tee boxes, greens that has maybe some small, partial little baby teeth to see if the golfers can get any kind of bogey in this course. But Bermuda grass is everywhere. It's lush. It'll come into play. Historically, this literally has been one of the easiest courses on tour, and it continues to be so. And it makes sense considering that the, they're playing in a resort course that's a layout for seventy, a par 73. A par 73 with no water on play. There's generous landing areas, so driving accuracy is never an issue. Most golfers, 
will hit the shots into the fairway. This means that greens will be hit at a very high rate. This means scoring will be hit at a very high rate. Again, like I mentioned before, Kapalua is a par 73, which is rare to find. Four par fives, but only three par threes. Key element to the course that I like noting, it has a lot of undulation in the fairways. So a lot of players compare this to being in the fairway at Augusta National. Obviously, nowhere near in comparison when you look course to course, but still... Handy with a wedge is key. If you're good with your wedge, you're probably going to do good here. When you add that all up, you might get a top five, top ten, whatever the case may be. Keep stats for me. Opportunities gained. Strokes gained. Uh, short game. I'm sorry. Strokes gained on approach. Ball striking. Par five scoring. Birdie or better percentage. Greens and regulation gained. These are all key stats. Anything that involves scoring, I'm looking at. I'm going to dissect and analyze. But the question you need to ask yourself this weekend, who am I going to be playing? He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this takes us to the cut line segment, the birdie or better segment, hitting the flag stick, getting your best plays out there for DraftKings this weekend. We're going to break down the top tier all the way down to the 7K range. And again, there are not a lot of golfers in this field. It is a no cut event. We have a lot going on in terms of like really Players have been playing for a few weeks, so who are you going to play? How are you going to get a, a, a leverage? What what are you looking at? And how can you trust recent form? There's a lot to dissect here, but we're going to start with my favorite plays here in this upper tier, and we are looking at Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, and Xander Shoffley. So when you look at these other two that I'm, you know, I'm not really high on, Johnny Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau. First of all, like all these guys are experiencing and expressing huge ownership right Xander probably the top right now at about 25 followed by JT about a little under 25 but still in that same range and then DJ Rom DeChambeau obviously ownerships could be through the roof here you have to get these guys right especially if you're going to end up winning in a GPP the point being is this who do you trust to win who do you trust to be in the top three at the end of the day if you're going to be playing up for this price I do not personally trust DeChambeau um, and the reason being is that when we saw him at the Masters yes driver's course, everything like that, but he can bomb it all day long. I just don't trust his wedge game. I don't trust his short game, at least not right now. Um, I want to see it first, and if it burns me in the ass, right, fine, so be it. John Rahm, John Rahm has talked about countless times how he struggles getting his bearings here with the wind, especially in those first eight holes, and it's more of like a direct quote from John Rahm that's only really deterring me from playing him. So, that is the case. Now, Dustin Johnson won the Masters, hottest player on the planet right now. Why wouldn't I want to come back to him? Um, and then Xander Shoffley and Justin Thomas, they both have had great success here. JT, he's finished in first in 2017, third in 2019, and won it last year. And when then you look at X, it was second, first, 22nd. With course history like that, I most definitely will take flyers on both of them. When you look at the scoring rating, these guys are the best in the business, right? Like Xander long-term in my scoring model ranks number two, Dustin Johnson, number one, Justin Thomas, number four, 
So I'm most definitely going to take pieces of these guys. Now I am valuing long-term form this week much more than, than recent form. And that's just because I, I want to have that in my bag this weekend. That's how I'm going to attack this slate. I'm going to look at long-term form. I'm going to look at scores and try to build groups that way on my lineup builders and lineup constructions. So going down to that 9K range, okay? The 9K range, I am looking at Webb, Patrick Reed, and Deki Matsuyama. Now, the thing about Reed, and I think he's going to get a lot lower ownership because of this, potentially. And, and this is just kind of like early looks. A lot of people are looking at his course history and the fact that, yeah, he finished second in 2016, second in 2020, sixth in 2017. But the guy really isn't that popular. And when we start looking at this field, you hope that people start going other ways, other directions. You don't really know what they're going to do. Obviously, his ownership could boom. It could stay at this rate. It could even get any higher. I, I don't think people are going to say don't play Patrick Reed. But the fact is, is that he's an elite play at this point. We're looking at 20% ownership in my aggregate model. He ranks number 20. That's a little bit concerning, especially my confidence model. He's middle of the road. So am I going to be overweight on Patrick Reed? More than likely not, but I do think he's a viable option. Webb Simpson, Patrick Cantlay, same kind of uh, spot. Webb, obviously not great with the driver in terms of distance, but I love his scoring. I love his putting. Um, I love his approach game, his wedge game. He, he he played here once in 2019. He got eighth place. When you look at Cantlay, fourth place last year, 2018, uh, 2018 got 15th place. So remember, there's only 42 golfers in the field. So getting a top 10 is kind of key and essential here with anyone that you roster that's above like 8,500, 8,700. You need those guys to click. There's no messing around. One thing I would advise, you really need to evaluate ownership. Uh, with such a small fielded tournament, leverage is key. So if Patrick Reed does end up coming in at 20%, it makes sense to go down to Webb Simpson at 15%. It makes sense to go down to Victor Hovland at 11%. It doesn't make sense to go to Deki Matsuyama, who's the next guy I'm going to mention, who I love. Now, I do like Deki. I think he fits this course very well. I think in terms of the things you worry about Deki is his putting, but the fact is, he finished in second in 2017 and fourth in 2018. So I like Matsuyama here. I like his recent form. I'm not weighting it very heavily, but I think it's a very viable option. Looking at a 40% for a top 10 percentage. So I'd like that. It's not as high as I would like to see for a $9,000 guy, but still, it's it, it's an option I'm going to take. Again, you don't need to get different everywhere. You have six golfers in your lineups. You're going to have to eat chalk, especially in this 9K range. Now, if you decide to deviate from that and go to someone like Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland is an interesting play in terms of my course projection model, almost dead last. Okay. So that's kind of concerning for me, but when you look at my confidence rank, he's number 17. And if I get him with lower reduced ownership, we get a hot putter. We get hot iron play from Victor Hovland. Who knows what could happen? I mean, he's 17th in the field and scoring in my scoring model. So He's a viable option for me in a pivot in terms of ownership. So going on in that 8K range, okay, we got the same old song and dance of Tony Fina, DFS darling Tony Fina. Everyone loves playing him. But then you got Colin Morikawa, Harris English, Daniel Berger, Scheffler, Cam Smith, Neiman, M, Adam Scott, and Abraham Answer. The guys I like this week and probably will be heavy on for sure will be English, Morikawa, Berger, and Scheffler. So 
I'm a sucker for Scotty Scheffler, and I know coming back from COVID and everything like that, he didn't do so well. But figuring out the kinks in his games. But the thing I love about about Scheffler here, the thing I love about this range, and if you want to load up on the 8K range as like a strategy, I would not be against it because you got guys who can all score. Um, Scheffler, top 15 in scoring model. Berger, top 10 scoring model. You got Harris English, top. Top seven scoring model. Like, this is a loaded range. And if you want to deviate from playing a top guy, which I think a lot of people are going to do, let's face it, right? You look at that top 10K range and above, you got winners up there, first and second up there. You got tons of top 10s up there. It makes kind of like a no brainer to play the best golfers in the field. But if you are risk, like a risk taker, Load up on this 8K range. I think it's a solid strategy. Am I going to say you're going to win? Not necessarily, but it most definitely gives you a contrarian lineup that's going to be far different from those that are entering those MMEs and mass multi-entries. So looking at my value rank here, um, Morikawa is just standing out. He's getting reduced ownership at like 11%, 10%, and he's a scoring machine. I think people are hating his his putting. But that's fine. He, he's top five in my approach model. Finished seventh in 2020. Coming here for a second time in a row. So hoping he can turn that seventh into a top five. Maybe a first place. And then, of course, the other guys I like. Scheffler. He has played here never. Uh, but Berger has. And he's got 11th and 14th place. The thing is, though, it's pretty pricey at 8,600. He needs the top 10 here. So you need a better finish than Berger's showing. The thing I like, though, is that he's played here before. And, of course, there's Harris English. Harris English is in my radar. These are the guys that I like here in this in the in this 8K range. So looking at Harris English specifically, in my confidence model, Harris English ranks seventh. Morikawa ranks sixth. Berger ranks eleventh. Scheffler ranks fourteen. Typically, those kind of like fulfill the the concept of the chances that they're going to finish in those positions. In my confidence model, I'm not quite sure how pinpoint it is being that we haven't played for three weeks because recent form is somewhat built into that, but we kind of took it away. So we're looking at a different version of an algorithm and calculating here, but still, I like that call. Um, looking at these guys, overall stat model of those four, my favorite would be Scheffler. Uh, he just fits this course kind of well. You're looking at a hot putter, same that you're looking for Morikawa. The thing is though, you're just, you know, it's not the type of tournament that we're going to get reduced ownership. Berger and Scheffler are going to be popular. Why? Because they're 8,600, they're 8,500, they're min-priced. You could fit in a lot of variation in that lineup. But if you go up to Corey, uh, Colin Morikawa, Harris English, you get some lineup diversity. And I like that concept. I like that ideology. The other thing I do like seeing is that in my projection model, Mar- Morikawa, 13th overall. Harris English, 5th overall. Scott and Daniel Berger, 4th overall. Okay, Scheffler not really, really showing up here in the projections model necessarily, but still I do like him in the metrics and what we're looking at here elsewhere. So going on to that 7K range, the 7K range. Now remember that before, I'm sorry, before we go there, the 8K range, right? That lower 8K range is going to get a lot of love. The way lineup construction is working this weekend. The lower 8K range is getting a lot more love than that upper 8K range. And and that's because you want to be able to fit the pieces that you want to play in in this tournament. But the thing is, with such a small field, it makes so much sense 
to to really value ownership here and deviate away from those kind of key concepts and ideas, you need to make sure that ownership's on your radar. Okay. Right now, looking at Scotty Scheffler at 17%, that's fine. But if you're going to drop down to someone like Cam Smith, if you're going to drop down to Neiman, if you're going to drop down to, to Sung Jae-im, like you're looking at 17 to 20% for these guys. I'm not willing to do that in a GPP. I'm not willing to take these players and say, oh, okay, well, these are the best options, especially when we're looking at the guys who are in this upper 8K range as kind of reduced ownership solid pivots all right so we're going to go down to the 7k range and very simple palmer cokes and kids that's what i'm looking at here in the 7k range the problem is these guys are going to be kind of popular um but the two people that people are tend to be gravitating to in this 7k range is sebastian munoz and ryan palmer like they are going to be the chalk donkeys of this 7k range so again looking for that viable pivot in this 7k range um Kokrak is not a pivot necessarily. He's going to have pretty high ownership. Sergio Garcia, I just can't do here. But Kisner is absolutely an option. He's just kind of popping here or there in my models that I have built so far. He's top 20 in my aggregate model, top 25 in my overall stat model. The problem here is that like you're running into scoring issues. Like The best scores of this range are obviously Sebastian Munoz, Jason Kokrak, um, even Ryan Palmer, that's why they're going to be popular. I think that's why they're going to be talked up a lot is because everyone knows about their scoring prowess in, in on all types of style courses. So it's key that you guys kind of ana- analyze and go into the great depths of this. And I think taking these flyers and guys like Kisner, who may not necessarily be a great scorer, but this is a very easy course. So a hot short game, hot putter, um, some double eagles, absolutely will help your, your you know your fanfare here in coming into this 7k range so that kind of breaks down the the tournament the way i'm looking at it this weekend again the century tournament of champions is a no cut event um it is not a dfs ideal situation to weigh the start pga season but still nevertheless we got to think about who we can't play no 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 no, 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 hell no. Can't do it. So this is the cut line signature segment. Can't do it. Won't do it. And for me, it's very, very, very simple. There's no metric behind this other than the fact that he can't win. Tony Finau is coming in at like 23% ownership until he proves to me that he can win on tour. No, thank you. I'm not going to take you. I get it. All the scoring. I get it. All the birdie making and everything of that nature. I just don't want to be aggravated by 8,900 Tony Finau. And the fact that he's 8,900, it just, it's like DraftKings is teasing you to play him. They're saying, play me. I'm so cheap. I'm going to do all the scoring. And he is. He's an elite DK player, right? He could. He's top 10 in scoring in my scoring model. Top 5 in my approach model. Top 20 in my fairway model. Not that it matters here. When he did win on tour, finished ninth here in 2017. So at 8,900, it pays off if he finishes top 10. I'm just not going to do it. Can't do Tony Finau. I'm going to get... I've been burned too many times in the past. 
This is not a spot for me to take Tony Fino. Watch, he's going to come out. He's going to win and dominate. Now, I'm not going to deter it. If you want to start your, your lineups with Tony Fino, I have nothing against it. It's for me. I'm just not buying it, especially for the bet, right? Can't We can't ruin the bet. But Tony Fino is my can't do it at that ownership. So we'll go to our MG and tell you the 6K guys who, we, who are we're going to guarantee to make the top 15 for this no-cut event. Top 15. Team. So our MG Monsters and Guarantee is very simple. Very simple. We're looking at Mackenzie Hughes and Martin Laird. No one's getting a lot of love in this 6K range. No one. Okay. You do have double-digit ownership for Kevin Na. I don't like the volatility of the putter to have that ownership. Martin Laird's obviously going to be very popular just based on his prowess here. You look at his course history, none to speak of, but the fact is he is the best scorer of this 6K range with the exception of Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes long-term is the better scorer, but we're looking at recent form and Martin Laird takes a cake. So I think a lot of people are going to look at that and play Martin Laird. And in addition, the approach model, I don't hate it. Now, again, we're looking at ownership here. If Martin Laird is coming in at 13, 14%, I'm not going to take him. I'm not going to take double digit 6K ownership. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to look for scoring. I'm going to look for approach. And looking at it, just to pivot away from that, there's not a lot of options here in this 6K range. Could go up to Lanto Griffin. I think that's a viable option. We do love Lanto when he's in the 6K range, but so does everybody else. Lanto. 21%. Are you kidding me? No, thank you. I don't want 21% Lanto Griffin, which thus leaves me to Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes is in the middling effort of that. So approach model, 31st in the field, but the scoring model is where I like to see Mackenzie Hughes, and he does can potentially get a hot putter here in the Bermuda, looking at sub 10% ownership. So your MG Monsters and Guarantee, boom. Mackenzie Hughes, Martin Laird, book it. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. So that's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the cut lines breakdown of the Century Tournament of Champions. Starts Thursday, and I, for one, am super excited. Make sure you join us next week as we break down the Sony Open. Big shout out to Fanshare Sports and their ownership projections and a special thanks to PGA Tour. But the most important thank you goes to you, the listener. Tons of gratitude. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. That'll do it for the cut line. Go out and get those dubs. Go and get them.